This is the 446th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. Here at the Superdome where the Falcons went down 48-17 to and we had some fireworks at the end of the game between Coach Arthur Smith and Saints coach Dennis Allen. But all the other fireworks took place on the field by the Saints in the second half as they scored 31 unanswered points to defeat the Falcons and end their season at 7-10. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back here at the Superdome, the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. We're going to go through this game where the Falcons got shellacked in the second half. It all started with a turnover, the story of the season. The Falcons played, looked good in spurts, came out hot, ended up 17-17 at the half. They kicked the field goal right before the half, and then, you know, the good teams come out and score and uh, make it a 10-point play. But the Falcons on a third down, the Saints put a trap coverage on Desmond Ritter. He read it Rome, threw the ball over there to the trap guy, and he had an easy interception to turn the tide. The Saints went in and scored, and things just got went, went downhill from there. Uh, they did, protected Derek Carr. And he was able to throw four touchdowns to defeat the Falcons. Let's hear from Coach Arthur Smith about his job status. Yeah, it's a, a many times, you know, we, we know the industry we're in. Love doing what I'm doing. But uh, we also, like I told him many times, I mean, this is the industry we're in. Love coaching. Obviously, that wasn't the result we wanted uh, today. How the season ended. All right. Um, Arthur Blank was around, but... Uh, he just said, uh, what did he say, Ken? See you later uh, and take care. take care. Yeah, see you later and take care. And then the security guys told us, hey, leave him alone. Go. Hey, he drove off in his golf cart. But uh, he was uh, pleasant uh, while sitting there in the locker room with us. Uh, he, uh, Excuse me, in the press row, he comes in. I think he's trying to show his coach support. But we'll see here, uh, you know, come check. AJC uh, early and often Monday morning, maybe even later tonight. This might be um, 
You know, it might be up before uh, or after some news breaks here. But uh, let's talk about Arthur Smith and just stay on the game here. Let's talk about him not giving a State of the Union here at the end of the season where the Falcons finished 7-10. and 10. We're trying to have a breakthrough season, but it looked like they made a bad decision on selecting Desmond Ritter as their starting quarterback. Well, in any job, you got a lot of confidence. There's a lot I'm not going to give a State of the Union right now and everything that's happened in the last three years. Uh, new situation. Like I said, the season just ended, Mike. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the result we needed today. And uh, clearly, the second half got, got out of hand. Credit to New Orleans. All right. And then at the end of the game, the Saints are already up. Logan Woodside's in the game. It's 41 to 17. Everybody's trying to go back home and hit Bourbon Street. Uh, and then Logan Woodside gets intercepted. Tyrone Matthews tries to score, but goes down at the one. And then uh, Dennis Allen sends the offense in to take a kneel down. So we thought they faked the kneel down, and Jamal Williams scored his first touchdown of the season. And Arthur Smith was hot. Here's what he had to say about the fake kneel TD. Look, they can do whatever they want. There's no rules against it. You know, like I said, we, we didn't stop them in the second half. They can do whatever they want. I can, it is what it is, Josh. You know, so, like I said, we, hats off to them. You know, they kicked our, you know what, in the second half. They made us pay and took advantage of the turnovers. That's their prerogative. It's also my prerogative to tell them how I feel. Whether people like that or not, oh well. But, like I said, credit to them. I mean, they do whatever they want there. All right. He used the F word and the BS word. Uh, when he confronted Dennis Allen at half at the uh, midfield after post game, and here's Dennis Allen apologizing for the fake Neil TD. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Uh, we should have taken a knee. So um, I want to apologize to them because um, look, we're all like it, it, it's we got a good rivalry, um, and it, and it's a heated rivalry. Um, but there's a way we go about doing our business, and I wasn't happy about that. So. We should have taken a knee right there. Um, you know, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. Um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and um, the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they, they did that on their own. That's not that's unacceptable. So Arthur seemed pretty upset after. He the, should be. That he, he should be. He should be. And that's what the on-field That's what it was. Is that the quarterback's responsibility there, Coach? Look, I think, it was, I think there was a lot of guys that wanted to get Jamal his touchdown. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure exactly what was going on behind that, but um, other than they wanted him to score a touchdown. So um, let's move on. Let's go to something else. All right. And I just got a video from Cunningham. Looks like uh... – the, uh, I think that's the strength coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that later. But they all somebody else called uh, Dennis Allen some choice words after the game. That's on the uh, inter internet. A B A M F. There you go. <laughs> Dodge that FCC violation. All right, here is Desmond Ritter on the fast start and the second half pick. You know it's been that story this year, the good with the bad for Ritter. And here's what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, we were able to get up there, go fast, um, and just play within ourselves. Um, you know, that, that's what we did in the first half. We went out, um, had a good first two drives, was able to get points on the board, was able to move the ball. Um, and then came out the second half, came out a little flat. Obviously, the pick didn't help. 
Um, you know, they trapped me in a trap corner. I never saw it on, on the out route to Kyle. Um, you know, just got to be able to check the ball down there. And I think, you know, that's kind of where you felt the momentum switch a little bit. All right. You know, a lot of top discussion in the locker room was uh, about Coach Smith. Here is Desmond Ritter on Arthur Smith. No, Coach R, you know, means the world to me. He's, you know, giving me every opportunity to go out there and be myself. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing is, you know, he wants everyone to just be themselves. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's a great coach, a great guy, um, and I'm excited for us. All right. Uh, <clears throat> that was Desmond Ritter on Coach Smith. We also discussed the future with Chris Lindstrom. He's optimistic about the future. Here's what he had to say. I think we have great great pieces here and a great culture and I'm super excited for you know what next year brings I think we did a lot of good things um, but then there's a lot of uh, you know things we need to get right and um, I think we focus and prioritize that in the offseason you know who, who knows what next year holds all right here is Jesse Bates on the offseason and how it will sting yeah, um, I'm sure there is a bunch of question marks right now. Um, you know, we, we put ourselves in that type of position. Um, but I know one thing, I'll be here next year. And um, I'll make sure this one, this one's going to sting for a little bit. But uh, I'll, every day I go to work, every day during the offseason, um, I'll remind myself that I need to be a better leader. Um, a better teammate to, to get us over the hump, to get us on that winning streak that uh, that Atlanta, Georgia deserves. All right, that's Jesse Bates, one of the team's two pro bowlers. And here is what he had to say about the team underachieving this season. Absolutely. Um, you know, it was multiple times where it was like, all right, we're going to the playoffs. And then there was times where it wasn't good enough at all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, like I said, I'm very frustrated. I don't want to overreact or anything right now. Um, underachieve is a good word to use. All right, he agreed with them underachieving. And you can't really argue that fact. You know, the losses, uh, you know, they started off good with the win over the Panthers, then a good win over the Packers. They had a good win over Houston. A good win late over the Colts, but everything in between that was a mishmash uh, with the loss at Carolina being the low point of the campaign. Uh, you didn't think they could get any lower after the loss to Minnesota and to Arizona and those two back-to-back -back losses. After that, you thought, hey, they'll get it together and take off, and they came back, beat the Saints, and beat the Jets, and then they, then it went sideways uh, in in Charlotte, and they were weren't able to recover. They uh, you know just up and down. They Arthur Blank spoke to the team before the Colts win. They went out and played uh, their best game of the year, beat them, but wasn't able to to continue to do that uh, down the stretch. So now that's where we are, uh, possibly with the new coach coming in here. And uh, someone that could get that consistency out of all these weapons that they have amassed. I still think you need another one at wide receiver. Sure up that offensive line and pass blocking situations or max protect. Also, you can't be going for a shotgun on the one yard line. Got to be able to play some power football. The new coach is going to have to come in here and play some power football. And pound that thing in when you get down to the one and two yard lines 
Also talked to Calais Campbell. And, you know, the big news there is that he thinks he sees himself playing next year, but he's got to go through his process. And, uh, you know, whether it's here or, or elsewhere, he uh, was a steadying influence on the Falcons this year. But he said he's not sure what he's going to do next. You know, I don't, honestly, you know, I mean, I'm not sure this is it, right? You know, I mean, I feel good. I feel like I spent some good football, good football. I like the season, you know, and I just feel like, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's going to be hard. I got to go through the process. I can't just, you know, commit to coming back, you know, uh, without going through my process. But, you know, I don't think this is my last game. All right. He doesn't think it's going to be his last game. And here's what Calais had to say about the coaching staff. I mean, it sucks, but I do believe in this coaching staff. I know sometimes, you know, the fan base and everybody's like, oh, we want to change and everything else. You know, I haven't been here for the whole three years, but this one year that I was here, you know, I really think that this country staff, you know, uh, you know, they're a good country staff. You know, a lot of the good stuff, you know, that we can build on. And I just feel like, you know, we just didn't make the plays when we needed to to win ball games. You know, there are a lot of ball games that we had. And I know, you know, you know, for other people, it's like, oh, more of the same. But for me, my, 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 my first year here, well, there's a lot of stuff to build on that we can get a lot better with. And, uh, you know, I, mean, I feel like, uh, you know, the country staff comes back, you know, this would be a great place to play football again. But, you know, if change comes, you know, you know, so, you know, so that's just how it goes. But I do think this is a, a great country staff. I, I love playing for Yeah, he said, if change comes, who knows? Here's outside linebacker Bud Dupree. Uh, we discussed uh, the team, the state of the team, the coach, uh, how Derek Carr played in this game. And, uh, you know, they made a big adjustment there. The Falcons were getting to him early. But uh, that stopped, and he was able to get some balls down the field. And, uh, you know, Bud gives us a good analysis of what happened there. Here's Bud Dupree, outside linebacker, Atlanta Falcons. Crazy man. Um, so the more you play this game, man, the more situations this happens occurs. Um, not so early, but uh, to be able to, you know, bounce back from it and be able to use it as fuel of uh, each player, especially young guys going into the next season, um, figuring things out, needs, wants. Um, it's never the way you want it to end. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, man, it, it, adversity brings, you know, the best out of the man. Mm-hmm. And uh, going forward, you know, each, each individual growth from his experience. And uh, Derek Carr was, uh, uh, you know, what was his play like today? Uh, got the four touchdowns, y'all were able to get in his lap a little bit early. Yep. Uh, but he heated up on y'all a little bit. For sure. After that, man, started doing Max Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And he uh, he was able to take shots. Um, mm-hmm. Made great throws. Mm-hmm. As you you know, as you can see, all the touchdowns he threw were mm-hmm. contested. Mm-hmm. So it was like no one was wide open. Um, he was just making great throws. And Derek Carr is one of those guys who has been in the league for a while, and he mm-hmm. knows how big moments are like that are. And, uh, he wants to go to the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was his opportunity, and uh, he took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your future? Uh, you know, maybe uh, you know the coach's, coach's future. If you should be brought back, I know the players yeah. want him back. For sure. And your future, you gotta gotta want your contract too. You like yeah. to come back? Yeah, for sure. I'd be 100 percent like to come back to Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. home base for me. 
And uh, on, on behalf of Art, man, uh, you know, everyone wants Art to come back, man. Art is one of those guys who, you know, we love in general. Uh, and it, uh, you know, he just has to, I feel like, get his guy. And um, we'll be able to, you know, hold him down on the outside of the ball and continue to grow on that side. And if he comes about it, uh, you know, uh, everything lines up for him, man. You know, everyone in the locker room will be hell-bent on wheels when he comes back. So... All right, that was Bud Dupree. We're going to take a break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we have an offer for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com plus access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So you join our community by going to AJC.com backslash start. Again, that's AJC.com backslash start. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to finish here with some news and notes. And we did... uh. Ask you all how y'all felt for the mailbag portion. We're there. Drop your thoughts here. We got 73 comments, so we'll get to those. Go over some game notes here. The offense had 389 net yards. uh, Marked the eighth game this season. They had more than 375 total yards, which ranks sixth in the NFL. But they don't score points with the yards, so that really doesn't matter. The Falcons' defense recorded three sacks on Sunday. They got 42. That's the third time since 2000 and the first time since 2004 that the unit had 40-plus sacks. So that's modest improvement there. A.J. Terrell served as the captain. Uh, Stat-wise, Ritter was 22 of 30 for 290 291 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and that was his career-high passer rating of 111.9. He threw the two longest passes of his career Sunday, a 71-yarder to to B. John Robinson and 56-yarder to Scotty Miller. The Robinson play was a four-yard pass, but he ran the other, (laughs) the rest of the way. So that was uh, a... Bijan Robinson had 131 yards from scrimmage, a career-high 103 receiving. And uh, Cunningham sent me a note during the game that Matt Ryan was talking about why they're just sending him on wheel routes and checkdowns. I think they put too much on his plate. They were trying to, you know, do all those routes with that. That'll be up to the new 
or, or that'll be up to next year. We'll just say it like that. But uh, he had 28 yards rushing. He needed 88 to break Tyler Algiers' record. Uh, and if he could have busted one late, that would have did it. But he didn't. Uh, he he wasn't able to do it. That record will stand. It stood for 43 years before Algier broke it last year. Now the Falcons are going to be drafting eight again this year. Hey, maybe they take another running back and he comes in and breaks it. But I don't think they're going to do that. All right, let's move on. Um, Drake London had four catches for 41. Scotty Miller, two for 66. John uh, Fitzpatrick, our Marist kid, he um, he had his first career reception for 12 yards. I think they could turn him into the player. Nate Landman had 10 tackles on the defensive side of the ball. Richie Grant had 10. He was in coverage on that uh, touchdown, the second touchdown of the uh, – Third quarter, that put the Saints up 31-17. to Clez uh, Campbell had five tackles, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, and one sack. He had 6.5 sacks on the season. He's got 105 sacks on his career now. 32nd on the uh, all-time list chart that started in 1982. Bud Dupree had a forced fumble his second of the season, one sack, brings in his season total to 6.5. And uh, Andre Smith, he got pressed into duty because Caden Ellis left the game with a knee injury, uh, did not return. Uh, also, McCole Pruitt left the game with a knee, excuse me, yeah, McCole Pruitt tight end left the game with a knee injury and did not return. Clark Phillips finished with a career-high six tackles. And LaKel London had a career-high four tackles. Now, I'm pretty sure that um, you all in the mailbag was a lot of uh, fire the coach and so forth. But let's go and uh, look at any other other good things. We've got a lot of fire, fire, fire. Sell the team. Either get a proven quarterback and keep Smith or plan to draft a rookie and fire Smith. Okay, now the one one of bets off the market, Kyler Murray. They're staying with him there in Arizona. Um, the other two shoes there will be Kirk Cousins in Minnesota and uh, Justin Fields in Chicago. <clears throat> so we'll see. We'll monitor that. Thanks, Saints. Maybe that will get Arthur the boot. Fire. Okay, amazing. Halftime adjustments by Arthur Smith. Okay. The Smith-Ritter era is over after that embarrassment. It's time to give him a box and 30 minutes to pack. How's Fontenot not under scrutiny for putting us in this position at quarterback? The most important position on the field. Outscored 41-3 pretty much sums it up. New head coach and new QB. Okay, did a better job coaching with half the roster talent. Artie problem is he thought he was smarter than the opposition every week and his ego wouldn't tell him differently. Could get an offensive coordinator and get the Heisman QB. Definitely get a passing game coordinator. Uh, I'm reassigning them. You know, I like all those guys, but we'll, we'll just see what they decide to do on that side of the ball. You saw bits and pieces of it, but it was never precise. They never could keep it going for long periods of time. And I think it was because they couldn't grind it out and get sloppy. 
And when you needed tough yardage, that would have kept drives going. That would have gave you first downs when you need to just pound in there for four yards. Uh, you know, maybe that's not B. John. Maybe that's more Tyler Algier with a fullback. Maybe that's Cordarrelle Patterson with a fullback. However it looks, you got to be able to get tough yards. That might have brought the offense together a little bit better. We saw too many receivers in the same spot. But, uh, hey, you know, We'll have time to do our end of uh, season review. And here's one: Falcons are soft. I, I won't call them soft, but I say I, I don't. I don't like the shotgun on the one yard line. Y'all know that. Um, time to move on. Embarrassing. So we, yeah, we. That's pretty much the the gamut here on, um, you know, uh, the season. Y'all put some gifts in here. We got a big pile of uh, dirt there. I'm just gonna call that dirt. Uh, where was the top 10 defense the last two weeks? Yeah, they gave over 154 yards rushing today. Um, 190 last week. Yeah, the run defense fell apart late in the season. So with that, we're going to get out of here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're going to figure that we'll have a pretty busy week. Check your, um, you know, check your, uh, AJC.com for, uh, updates on any situations that may or may not occur here in the next uh, few days. We were told that Arthur Blank wanted to go through his end-of-season reviews, uh, and we don't know when those were scheduled, if they're doing them right now or doing them tomorrow. We'll have some by Tuesday or Wednesday or in the morning. But um, there probably has to be a reset and redirection uh, here on uh, moving forward here uh for the atlanta falcons is their sixth straight losing season uh sixth straight non-trip to the playoffs seven and ten seven and ten seven and ten under arthur smith first time head coach um you know do you you cut bait or do you give him what he needs to to get over the hump by my um you know more veteran senior coaches more people that could fix the offense, more people that could get it to perform at a higher level for longer periods of time. Better players. Hey, everything's on the table after you finish 7-10 and 10 for three consecutive years in a row. Did they mess up by taking Kyle Pitts and not Justin Fields? Um, maybe they'll get a chance to get Justin Fields again. Hey, we got a whole lot of off-season storylines for you, and you can come back to AJC.com uh, for uh, for those. Um, we we got a column. Ken Segura was here with me, and he's like, hey, it's pretty hard for you to move forward with Arthur Smith. So go to AJC.com and check out Ken's column, and we thank you all for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. I, man, it's, a, it's almost 20 seasons here. Uh, I've been covering a team. I mean, me and Weiss covered them together. What was that? We started at the playoffs in Philly in 04 season with Jim Mora. Um, then um, Steve left for NFL Network uh, in 08. So we did Petrino together. Um, and then I took over when Mike Smith came in in 08. So... However, much, however the math is there, that's uh, how long I've been your Falcons beat reporter. So that's been Coach Smith, Coach Quinn, and Coach Arthur Smith. Uh, and, you know, you know uh, that's been uh, 
both f- all fine fine coaches and fine gentlemen and we think um you know we'll have time for all that if that happens but yeah you know how we think of coach smith here and coach quinn um you know he's getting ready for playoffs down in dallas uh and you know we we you know it was kind of bumpy early on with coach roger smith but things got uh got a whole lot better we um you know he's he was good to the media and you know we hope we'll just see we'll leave it at that for now and um you know get ready for the off season and some of the issues uh that will be facing the atlanta falcons so with that we're gonna ask you to take care and come back early and often this week we'll try to keep you we're gonna keep you up to date on what's going on with the team that's for sure so take care and have a great week ocean breeze tropical beach pina colada You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.